Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie Ann Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm going to be speaking with Candy Irvin, a reformed people pleaser and 15-year tech exec, Candy channels her powers for good on most days by offering breathwork, hypnosis, and intuitive coaching to individuals that are ready to have a breakthrough instead of a breakdown, find clarity instead of more confusion, and breathe new energy into their life. Working with Candy is not for the faint of heart, though. She sees your potential and will actively encourage you to get there by real talking you from a place of acceptance and love with a refreshing dash of humor. Welcome, Candy. Yay. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you, Ronnie. I'm really excited, too. And I just think your bio was terribly fun. So, <laughs> well, I hope I live up to it then. Oh, I hope so too. No, I'm sure you will. Don't be silly. How could you not? So tell me, you're helping clients, you're seeing their potential. There's some magic going on there. Tell me about your kind of magic. As a six of diamonds in cardology, which is the astrology and numerology, the playing cards, one of my greatest gifts is that I see the potential. Now, it is a lovely gift when working with clients. It is not such a lovely gift when it comes to dating because I have tended to date potential and even marry potential. And of course, then divorce potential. But, <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> when I'm working with clients, it's like I can feel the burden that they carry when I'm meeting them. And I don't always know exactly how it's showing up in their life, but I, I can feel it. So for example, I've had clients tell me lately, like, I'm just really tired of carrying this weight. And I can feel the heaviness that just exists in their space, even if they're smiling and you know they're laughing because they say something funny, I can still feel this tension that they carry. I can feel broken hearts. So I, I can see where somebody wants to get to. And I have lots of tools to help them get there. But one of my favorites is breath work because it's, I mean, it's easy. It's breathing, you know, so we know how to do that. We do it every day. And when we don't, I can't help you anymore. Yeah. Then that's a problem, <laughs> right? That's some, that's something someone else is going to have to fix. Not me. How did you get from tech exec? I love rhymes, you know, <laughs> tech exec to healing, breathing, seeing potential and all that stuff. Like I want to hear about, that sounds like a transformation. 
Oh boy. Um, how much time do we have here? Oh, um, we have three hours. Let's go for okay. it. Okay. We'll start <laughs> from the beginning. So I was really, really good at my job in corporate America. It basically consumed my entire being because that was where I got my value. As long as I was producing at work, as long as people were praising me for what I was accomplishing, as long as I was getting paid, then I had this sense of self-worth. Unfortunately, what it meant is that everything else in my life suffered. So I was not kind to myself. I didn't sleep a lot. At one point, I was sleeping with my cell phone under my pillow. Now, I'm not technical. If stuff breaks, there's nothing I can do about it. But yet I felt compelled to have this phone by my head. You know, I'd gone through two divorces working in tech America. I had several failed relationships. I felt disconnected from myself. I felt disconnected from my community. At one point I was like, great. At some point I'm going to be 55 years old, maybe with a cat, probably living alone. And I'm going to have a closet full of shoes. Like, is this really how I want this life to go down? <laughs> so. I got involved in yoga and more more than anything, it was because I needed a way to decompress from the day. And if you know people who have gotten really into yoga and then people that aren't into yoga, they're always like, oh my God, your life's gonna change. Like you're not gonna be the same person. And they say it almost in a bad way. So I had gotten involved in yoga and I decided to do a yoga teacher training, not because I had time to teach, but because my best friend was doing it. And I thought finally that we'll have a reason to hang out for hours at a time that I can justify because I've paid for this time. So I'm going to invest myself in this space with my best friend. So it was like a way for me to justify not working on a weekend. So we do this big teacher training. And I kid you not, at the time, I was a vice president. And one of my peers said to me, Candy, we were talking, we really don't want you to do this yoga teacher training because we need you to be the bitch. And we're afraid you're going to become nice. What would happen if you became nice, Candy? Horrors. Well, Horrors. they might have to do their jobs. <laughs> like, Without you screaming at them, right? Exactly. I was like, okay, confirmed. I'm definitely doing this training. So that's really kind of what kicked it off. That coupled with the fact that I developed this really weird allergy that no one could figure out. I was constantly sneezing and my whole life was on conference calls. So if you know what happens when you sneeze, like you get really congested, you can't speak clearly. It was a nightmare. And this went on for months. Like at one point I thought that it was because of my house. Surely I must've had mold in my house. So I sold my house and moved. Oh. Then I thought, oh my God, like it must be because of allergy season. Then I thought it must be because of the relationship that I was in. And what I finally started to notice after going to a specialist where I was literally a guinea pig is that the allergies would stop when I traveled and then they would start again when I came home. Then they would stop on the weekend. Then they would start again during the week. So I finally was able to figure out on my own, I am miserable at my job, check. I am miserable in this relationship, check. I need to figure my stuff out. I was paddleboarding one day, I escaped from work, there was no fires, and I'm on the water all by myself. This is after I'd done the teacher training. And I said out loud to no one, I'm going to quit my job. And I was like, whoa, who just said that? Oh, I did. Who did you say that to? Oh, I said it to myself. And I was like, wow, I am. I had this huge sense of relief come over myself. 
And I made about a year and a half long plan to transition out. I told no one because I didn't want to be escorted to the door. I'd worked really hard. I had stock options. So I started this path of removing myself from this company that had become my entire life. And when I got out of it my last day, you know, I sort of sat there and thought, what do I want to do with myself? It was a lot of deep like deconditioning, deprogramming, just letting go. And I just sort of threw myself into getting myself well, which meant studying energy work, deep diving more into yoga. I became a Reiki master. I did a food coaching certification program, studied a little bit of acupressure. And that just sort of kicked off this journey that I'm still on. You know, when, when I feel that I personally get stuck, I explore a lot of different avenues and then I figure out what works and then I find a way to offer that to my own clients because I can speak from experience how something has changed my own life. Wow. You gave yourself a year and a half. That was a really good plan. It was also torture. I mean, it was so oh, hard because okay. when things were good, then I would have these doubts like, oh God, yeah. maybe I shouldn't leave. Like it's good now. And we joke that I had this thing that developed called a magic collarbone when Anytime I started having doubts, I would get this searing pain on the left side of my body at the collarbone, which is a really weird place to get a pain. If you haven't yeah. like hit your collarbone or broken or anything, you're like, why does this hurt? And I realized that it was talking to me. It was like this part of myself that was like, no, bitch, you are quitting. We made an agreement. <laughs> you're doing this. Because I, I said, I will leave my job when I have X amount of money in my portfolio because I need to feel safe. That's also part of my trauma. I need to feel financially safe. And it was probably, it was less than six months later, this number that I had said that I thought would take years to reach was there. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I was like, wow. And then I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> like, that's a sign. That's a sign. I, I have to hold up my end of the deal now. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, uh-oh. So like this collarbone talked to me anytime I had doubts. Like, no, we made an agreement. This is what this is what your soul wants. This is what the essence of candy needs. And it is to not be caged in a corporate environment. I can relate to this corporate thing. I was definitely one of those square pegs. I had a corporate career for seven years mm, and then I just, good. I went for, yeah, I made it for seven years. And then, and then I worked freelance for a number of years after that, quite a few, which I could deal with the freelance. Cause I could go, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I love yeah. the power of no, but I want to talk to you about signs because you had, you had signs that happened in your body. You had sneezing, you had your collarbone, whatever. And you had your portfolio that showed up manifesting that rather rapidly. I had this dream that went on for, I don't know, at least a year and a half, maybe longer. And it was really weird because it was a serial dream. I've never heard anybody talk about this, but I'm sure I'm not the only one. And so what happened was I lived in an apartment in the dream. And mm -hmm. in the apartment, I would come home from a business trip and stuff would be missing. And I'd be like, so every time I would go on a trip and I would come home in my dream, stuff was being stolen from me. And then in my dreams, I moved. Like, what is this, a series on Netflix? My dreams were progressive and it kept going. And then in my dreams, I moved, come home, the door was open and stuff was gone. I'm like, I don't understand. I'm like, what could that mean? And then the final dream, I came back to an empty apartment and there was like crumpled up tape or something on the ground. And I had this clock from work, but in my dream, it was in my home. It looked like a diner kind of neon clock that I had at work that had, it was pink or whatever. So the clock was stopped and the neon was half burnt out. And that's when I realized, oh, <laughs> I'm burnt out and time is up. Get out of here. 
which there's I, nothing else here for you. Everything's gone. And my, it was robbing my soul. Yes. And so the longer I stayed, the more they took from me. It just robbed my soul. So, you know, it was a long story, but I got laid off, but they asked me to stay in another division. And it was really weird because I entertained what the guy said. And I'm like, well, here's what I want to stay. So he didn't give me one thing from the list. So one day he calls me in and he says, so you're going to stay or not? I'm like, I don't know. What about the list I gave you? He goes, forget that. Just tell me you're going to stay or no. I'm like, if you're going to tell me to forget the list and you want an answer right now, no. Oh, right. I wish you could have seen his face. <laughs> I still relive that just for the fun sometimes. You shameful woman stepping into your power. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, then he had people come in and beg me. It was actually kind of funny, but hmm. it's scary. It was scary because I was going to nothing, but I understand. Then I started taking a slew of classes or whatever, like your story yeah. sounds familiar. So very cool and good for you for listening to your collarbone and other various and a sundry messages from the universe, right? <laughs> I didn't have a choice. Like they were pretty persistent. Yeah. Well, and thank goodness. Yeah, exactly. When you work with clients, what kind of results do they get? The breath work, especially my, my, my favorite is when they first come out of the session. So the way the sessions that I facilitate work is we have a set period of time where we do this really active breathing. And then we usually do this amazing scream. A lot of times <laughs> I'll, I'll put a pillow over their faces in a loving way if we're in person, let them scream into the pillow, get all that energy out. And then have an equal amount of time where they're in what we call a rest period, where they're letting go of the active breath work and they're just having an experience. And this is where whatever chemicals have kicked off in the body, you know, they may be hearing things, seeing things, having out of body experiences, having, you know, things that resemble a psychedelic trip. They have this for a period of time. How long does I, that last? Well, it depends on how long they do the breath work. Anywhere, sure. the breath work is anywhere from 17 to 30 minutes. Okay. Kind of depending. Yeah, the rest period is about the same. Usually okay. we fit a session in an hour. But they, so I bring them back into their body, slowly let them kind of ground back in. They sit up. And the first thing that they all say is something along the lines of, what just happened to me? Where did I go? I've never experienced anything like that before. I've done a lot of healing work. That was out of this world. Like they're always just so floored by what they just experienced simply with their own breath. And they've had all these dots connect. They've had all these clearings happen. A lot of times there's this huge emotional release, like sobbing or anger or just like all this shit that we push down because we think we don't have time to deal with it. Well, that hour on the mat, you know, when they're laying on the ground, is there time to deal with it? And to the degree that they allow themselves to go there is the degree that they come to the other side of the session with this entirely new perspective. And the, to see someone who walked into a space heavy and sad and carrying burdens get up off the floor light and smiley and giddy, that's why I do it. I, I get this high watching them have this incredible experience, knowing yeah. that they're going to walk out the door and every single person they come in contact with, they're going to have a different experience and they're going to start to change someone's life because their life was changed. Wow, that sounds magical. Yeah, it is. And I can't, I mean, I still can't believe just the breath. I had somebody once ask me, you didn't slip me anything, right? Like there was nothing. And I was like, no, no. Just oxygen. Just, just oxygen. Just oxygen. Just the standard stuff. A little bit of sage maybe, but no, I didn't, didn't blow any smoke anywhere. And 
that was laced with anything. It's all you, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you think of like a, one example you want to share with us? It could be from your own life or from one of your clients that was just this remarkable shift and everybody was so grateful, whether it was you or them or whoever. Yeah. So I'll speak to experience that I had. Great. For the longest time, I kept seeing myself standing on a stage. Like I would have these recurring visions or recurring dreams where I'd see myself kind of walk out onto a stage and I'd speak to a group. And it slowly, kind of like your dream, slowly started to show a little bit more of itself over time. But I could never anchor it to anything. I could never figure out what it was. I was like, am I doing a TED talk? Like, what is this about? I can't tell. And finally, so I'm doing this breathwork session by myself. I was actually doing it online. So I was just in a room alone and I saw the whole thing play out. Oh, I was leading a big group breathwork session. And this was before I had even done the breathwork teacher training. Like I was new on my journey to it, but I had been having this vision for probably months before really being introduced to this type of breathwork. And it was so clear. And I I not only saw it in the breathwork session, I felt it. Like I felt every ounce of my being in what I was seeing. And then I just started having these huge releases of what I could feel were the things that were keeping me from being that person, like this future person that some part of me had signed up to be. And so through the course of continuing to do additional breathwork sessions, I would feel, I would have these huge emotional releases that weren't, I don't know how to explain this. They weren't tied to any particular sad experience or trauma that I could feel in my body, but I could feel the emotion of just letting things go. And I could feel the appreciation for the person that had been in the past and the weight and the burdens that I had carried and the things that I had gone through. And I could feel the appreciation for that woman and child who helped me get to who I am today. And that I could be in a place where I could basically just lay all that baggage down and step into a lighter, carefree, trusting version of myself. And so the amount of gratitude that gets stoked in these sessions is just, it's out of this world. Yeah, well, so much can happen in the space of a grateful heart. Oh, I love that. That is so true. And that's honestly what the breathwork feels like to me. And, you know, the the gentleman I studied with, he talks about, you know, cracking open your heart. You know, I crack them open. And it is true. Like the, the heart cracks open in a way that doesn't make us vulnerable in a way like we can't stand up for each other. It cracks it open in a way that really shows us our strength. I had a male client come to me once. And he was like, look, I hear all these people talking about how this breath work's going to crack me open. And he's like, frankly, I don't have time to be cracked open. Like I have a job to do. I have stuff that has to get done. You like, don't break me essentially is what he was saying to me. And I was like, look, it's going to crack you open so that you find the strength that you are actually separated from so that you are able to come fully back to yourself and like put down all these personas and all this baggage and all this stuff that's not you. So just trust that I'm going to take you through this experience but you're not going to come out of here unmotivated. You're not going to come out of here wanting to run away from your life. You're going to come out of this session with more focus, more clarity, more motivation than you've ever had. I was like, can we do that? And he's like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. (laughs) And he sat up at the end and he was like, girl, I don't know what you did to me, but that was amazing. I want more of it. How often can I do this? And I was like, wow. Yeah. That's some testimonial. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, like, I wish I could take credit for it, but I'm just reminding people to breathe and how to yeah. do it the whole time. They're doing all the work. I'm just holding the space. Yeah, it, well, true. But you're creating a nice space for that to happen too and a safe environment and that kind of thing. So this is true. And it's always nice to have a guide when you're taking yeah. a journey, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Sometimes it feels like we might get lost without that guide. Yeah. Yeah. Come with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had clients in sessions for whatever they're going through because, because I don't really know, but I've had them, you know, ask, can you put your hands on my shoulders? Like they just need the touch or I've, you know, I've had people say, you know, can, can you just rub my cheek? Just, just touch my cheek. Because oh. I can feel that they're in this amazingly tender space. And they're probably reliving something or seeing themselves in some part of their life where they needed touch or they needed nurturing or they needed caressing. Like they, they just needed some form of something that they weren't give they weren't given at the time. And I feel so honored that they will actually ask me to do that for them in that moment. Yeah. Cause it's this space of they're meeting themselves as they needed to be met then and they're actually asking for what they need. I mean, think what this life would be like if we asked for what we needed. Well, I was just thinking that myself. I was thinking yeah, how impressive it is that they gave themselves permission to break out of whatever they were going through and ask what they need. That's huge. Um, yeah, that's really remarkable. Good for them because that in itself is probably a, some kind of breakthrough, right? Oh, without a doubt, because yeah. they're asking for it now because they couldn't ask for it then. then. Oh, good point. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Just a little bit. It's a little amazing. <laughs> From a spiritual perspective, which is, of course, where we're at, what's coming up for you? What's going on? Or what are you looking forward to? Or what's happening for you right now? Mm. So ironically enough, when right now everything seems crazy outside of, you know, <laughs> the walls that I live in. I mean, did you say that? <laughs> I did. You know, like every time I turn on the news, I'm like, oh, right, because the other three things that were going on weren't enough. So we have to layer this, you know, this next fourth, fifth, sixth thing on. And so I have people, people who know that I also am intuitive, psychic will, you know, message me every once in a while and be like, is the world ending? Are we going to have World War Three? Like what's going on? And I can honestly say that I feel so optimistic about where we are. Really? I know, I know. And Ronnie, this is this is even strange for me to say because I am a realist. Like I, I see what I've always called myself a realist. Like I, yeah. I live in this regular world. I don't check out because I'm, you know, I work in a spiritual space or I work with, you know, metaphysical type things. I very much walk a normal path. You know, I watch TV. Yes, I have a TV in my house. I watch TV every night. I love TV. Okay. I listen to regular music. Like I like buying clothes. I like fashion. I, I follow JLo and, okay. you know, Kristen normal. Bell. Normal. Uh -huh. I'm, I, I present very normal is what I'm told. Present very normal. Good. Because that's who I am. But yeah. I feel so optimistic that what is happening right now is just this clearing of this old stuff. And that the only way to clear it is we have to see it. And we're being asked to decide, are we going to step into fear or are we going to step into love? And I really feel that the more that we can step into love, the more that we can do our shadow work, the more that we can clear, you know, whatever it is that we're carrying and get past it, the better the world's going to be. And I think that's the path we're on. I think that's what we're all being asked to do. So, you know, whatever your medicine, if it's yoga, breath work, meditation, 
psychedelics, working with shamans, therapy, whatever it is. Yeah. If you're doing it, you're part of the solution. So I think wow. the more of us that can step into that space of taking care of ourselves so we can better take care of the people around us, then the sooner we turn the show around. Well said. I almost feel like what you're saying is that what's happening on the world front is everybody's personal catharsis yeah. to, to release the fear or whatever, or go into the fear, depending on which way they turn. And I think that's really interesting because I never thought about it like that. All of these things are happening and, you know, it's easiest for us to say over here, if I was in Ukraine, I might feel a little different, really, but mm -hmm. All of this triggers, and then we get to decide what to do with that. Are you going to succumb to the downside of things? Are you going to push through and grow because of it? Or are you going to reach out and get help? There's a lot of opportunities that come with that. So that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that way, but I love that you're optimistic and a realist. I'm definitely a realist. My goal has been to just stay neutral, believe it or not. So it's interesting mm -hmm. to hear you talk about optimism, that feels very good to me. I remember listening to, did you ever hear a Cryon? Oh yeah, I used to listen to his videos a lot. Yeah, so yeah. Cryon of Magnetic Service. I don't follow a lot of channelers, but I actually went to see Cryon in person. And one of the things that he said that has really stuck with me for maybe five years, he said that we had moved into a phase of being 26% light. Mm -hmm. And what that meant was, we only needed to be at 25% to balance because light somehow takes up more space than the mm -hmm. dark side. At 26%, we're now at least 1% over what we needed to get there. And when I heard that, whether it's true or not, it just made me feel so good because I'm like, oh, look at that. There's hope. We're even over the necessary percentage of light that we need to be able to make the shift or do, you know, whatever's next. Who right. knows? That was a relief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. And I think I remember hearing him say if it wasn't that exact same thing, it was something very similar. And, you know, I try to whatever I'm watching or whatever I'm hearing, I try to see both sides. So um, I mentioned earlier, I'm a six of diamonds. Sixes were all about balance. We see both sides of everything, which can be a blessing and a curse, yeah. both sides. So, you know, when I'm looking at what's happening in Ukraine and Russia, my business partner and friend, Laura Hale, who you've had um, yeah. on yeah. your yes, podcast yes. before. She, yes, she's also a cardologist. So we looked up what is Putin's card in cardology. He's a two of diamonds. We looked up what Zelensky's card is. He's also a two of diamonds. <gasps> I Get know, out. right? Get exactly. Out. But what we're seeing is how different people can present in different ways with the same card or the same astrology or the same whatever. And we're seeing high ends and we're seeing low ends. So we're seeing people be their best self and we're seeing people be their worst self. Mm. And we're seeing how a choice gets to be made. You can yeah. either step into your higher self and the better version of yourself. Yeah. Um, a good friend of mine calls it being, you know, the next level version of yourself, or you can digress. You can exist in fear. You can exist in scarcity. You can exist in lack. You can try to control. And, you know, that's called being a base level human, the same term my friend uses. So yeah. what we're seeing is these two figures play out for all the world to watch. And we're really seeing one person rise and think about the community, think about love, trying to, you know, rally people around 
sovereignty. And then we see this other individual who is all about control. And really what they're showing us is this is how we get to choose to live every day. We can either open ourselves up to the communities that we live in. We can open our hearts up to the people that are in our lives and to ourselves. And we can try to live from this place, or we can try to control all the stuff that happens around us. And eventually, you know, control might work for a little bit, but eventually it breaks down because it's not a high vibe emotion. So you enter what Cryon said, if we've tipped the scale, then we need to live in that high vibe more than the low vibe. Or we need to live in, you know, higher frequency emotions than the lower frequency emotions to really be able to navigate and have the life that we want. I mean, manifesting doesn't come from negative, icky emotion. Manifesting comes from a heart being open and being full of gratitude. So we've got some good examples of ways to show up and ways not to show up. Yeah. And that's two sides of the same coin, which is so strange. That's amazing. So did you have a free gift you wanted to share with our listeners, Candy? Absolutely. If you go to my website, candyirvin.com and sign up to get on my newsletter, you will get a coupon code for 25% off any experience that I offer. So that includes any breathwork experience, any hypnosis experience or intuitive coaching. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Wonderful. We'll put everything in the show notes so that people will have an easy time finding you. But thank you so much. This has been a blast, really. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. It's fun. It's been so good chatting with you. Yeah, I had a wonderful time and I love what you had to share. And I love that we got to talk about world situations in a positive light. It's a beautiful thing. So thank you so much again for being here today. Thank you, Ronnie. I appreciate it. This is Ronnie and Ryan Love and Cosmic Coach thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertoolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you.